Greetings and felicitations. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. Or is it the COVID Chronicles? I don't know. I'm your host, Ben Hur, and welcome back to this next episode of my show. Uh, how do you feel when... And I apologize, my voice is a little scratchy. Uh, I don't know why. I think it's because I was dehydrated. And uh, I haven't got... Everything hasn't plumped back up to full strength. So, pardon, please. How do you feel when the people you put your trust and your medical expertise in... Well, you feel great when it's a success and you heal up and you get better but what happens when they fail because when they fail you fail in a probably the worst way I'll give you an example if you listen to the last episode you know that I've been sick all week now could it be COVID yeah it could. I'm not going to lie to you. I and the, Believe me, when I was at my sickest, probably on Tuesday, with the fever and the chills, 103.2 at the peak. And that was for three days almost in a row. Uh, yeah, I was scared. I was really worried because almost everybody that I know was convinced I had COVID. I... I like to think that I know my own body, and this was just an over-aggravated assault of the allergies of whatever I've been breathing that African dust for a whole week, my body had just had enough, and it it rebelled on me, so, you know, I got sick, it happens to me twice a year, it happens in the summer, and it happens in the winter. I just get sick for three or four days, never like this, but I get sick, and I go to the doctor, and I ask for antibiotics, and they give them to me, so I called on Friday, I called my doctor's office, my PCP, and I talked to the nurse that answered the phone, and I'm explaining to her my symptoms and everything that's that's occurring you know so i go down the list da, 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 itchy watery eyes my nose is running uh, i have diarrhea i won't it won't just it just doesn't seem to want to stop uh, i have aches i have chills i have fever that'll go from 98.7 to 103.2 that fast the only thing I know that works that fast are my allergies. But as I watch the weather reports every day, oh, the pollen's low and the grass is low because it's freaking hot. There's got to be something else. It's the dust. It's the freaking dust. My body couldn't take it. It just had had enough. So anyway, I rattle off the uh, symptoms and the nurse tells me they've had a lot of this going around. I'm not the only one, but she sets me up with a telemed conference with a doctor still in in their system, but not my doctor because he was completely booked 
and didn't they couldn't squeeze me in, so I had to go with. The, I just needed to see somebody. I needed I needed a doctor to hear my dilemma and go from there. So when the appointment time came around, they called me, they prepped me, and then I talked to the doctor and I told her everything that I told the nurse from point A to point B. The burning urine, the diarrhea. Yeah, I have that. This causes me to have a urinary tract infection, a UTI. So that came. That's why. That's what it told me that this was probably more allergies than anything else. Because from what I understand, and I've done, I've read all the literature. Uh, as far as they know, coronavirus doesn't cause urinary tract infections. I had all of the symptoms of chronic or COVID. With the exception of a cough, shortness of breath. Yeah, so I understand. I understand their concern. So anyway, as I'm rattling this off of the doctor, she kind of agreed with me. She goes, it doesn't really sound like COVID, but we at these, their corporation basically couldn't take a chance and had to have me tested. She goes, but until then, I can't prescribe anything to you until we know for sure that it's not COVID. And it's like, really? Okay. So she sets me up for a COVID test the same day at 1 o'clock. So now I have to go all the way out to the, to the Palo Alto Clinic. Stand in line with about 20 other cars. In the hot friggin' sun, I feel like shit. Honestly, do. So finally, when the nurse comes out to start the line moving for the next round of, of testing, when they get to my car, she's like, you're Ruben Hernandez? And I said, yes, I am. She goes, uh, your test has been canceled by the doctor. I'm like, what? So I'm not getting a test. They go, nope, just go home and rest. I said, do you understand... I said, I know you're not the doctor, but do you understand what I'm going through right now? I've been sick all week, and now you're going to send me home the whole weekend because you guys don't work on weekends, and i got to wait for somebody to call me on Monday to reschedule the test to begin with. And she was like, I'm sorry, sir. I mean, that's all you're going to get from these people. I mean, I understand. I get it. It's your job. My job is to stay well and healthy so I can get from point A to point B the next day. But now when you break that chain, you've really violated the, any kind of trust I would ever have with, with, a, with a medical facility. So now I'm on the way home. It's hot. I'm very frustrated because this didn't happen. And it's like I said later on, I was willing to take the test. I wanted to take the test as long as it's going to get me some sort of relief. I See, I'm, I, they sent me home with no relief. You go back to your house and you just wait. Would you tell your mother to wait if you had some means to make to alleviate her, her ill? Of course you wouldn't. I wouldn't. This is why sometimes people don't feel that the medical community has our best interest at heart. Because after a while, when you start thinking like a corporation, guess what? You become a corporation. 
and that's the hardest part right now because you know and actually today Saturday I feel better my headache's gone my headache stopped pounding I have no trace of fever I took my temperature this morning it was 99.1 okay so I feel not great but good better than I have in the past four days now, uh, I just lost my freaking train of thought. Excuse me. So now, I have to question. I don't like to question because I'm questioning your integrity. Not your knowledge. Your integrity. You say you know all these things, but are you going to do a thing that's going to get me better. So, the next time, when September, when I see my... See, that I think this is the thing. The doctor that was assigned to me, Dr. Kovaruba, has no earthly idea who I am. Has never seen me a day in her life. I've never seen her. But I give you the respect because of who you are and what you've done. And you treat me like this. Not only does it damage my idea of you as a doctor, it damages the reputation of your entire company as a medical facility. So I don't know that I can ever trust you guys again. That's the worst part. I love my doctor. I love my primary care physician. He's the best doctor I ever had. He understood me. We we were like pals. When he would come in, when I, when I had my regular visits with him, he comes in, hey, how you doing? And so I'm not doing okay, doc. So we go over, he looks at my chart, he looks at my his computer, and he goes, all oh, your numbers, this, your number, this looks good, that looks good. Okay, what else do we do for the next eight minutes? And we sit there and we talk about Star Wars, because he's a big Star Wars buff. And I'm not, I'm a Trek fan, and he knows that, and we, we, we compare one thing to the other, you know, Trek's better, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't really don't care. I think, even though I think Star Trek is better. So anyway, we go round and round, and now, whatever trust they, this one doctor damaged, simply because you didn't want to take a chance. I understand you have rules and regulations, but you also have a, a need to serve your patients and treat them right and get them well. You know, I, I don't I don't understand all of this because it's just really kind of ridiculous if you ask me. It's not like anybody's abusing antibiotics that I know of, but then again, maybe they are. I don't know. So I know that they have to err on the side of caution. I know. I get it. And uh, that's what they do. I don't think it's right. And believe me, in September when I go see my doc, he's going to get a snootful because i got to give it to somebody. And if I have to go find another primary care physician, then I will. I hate, I hate to have to do that because he's been really good. And uh, if I ever ran into that other doctor, I probably wouldn't give her the time of day. You know, I'm not a difficult patient. I try to be the best patient ever, but when you cross me, I'm like a Klingon. 
I'll forgive, but I don't forget. So, has your doctor ever let you down? I know we all have our horror stories about these little things. Getting treated like crap in the waiting room, you know, or the doctor very indifferent or doesn't seem to be very aloof when he's in there tapping away on his computer. I know my doctor listens to me because I've, I almost made the man cry once when he thought he had failed me. But that's another story for another time. I'm going to spend tomorrow, Sunday, trying to get another day of rec- I think I need one more day of rest and fitful sleep where nothing is bothering me or nothing is chattering other than my teeth. And I think I can, uh, I think I'll make it through Monday. It just sucks that, you know, a couple of days worth of pills would have made a whole difference. Because I'm kind of stabilized right now. I still have a urinary infection because my whiz still smells. The diarrhea seems to be not completely under control, but it seems to change consistency, so something's going on, and uh, we'll see. Thanks for listening. Stick around, and you are listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur, and stick around, keep listening, and I got more stuff coming at you right after this. And we're back. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. Also now known as the COVID Chronicles because I may actually have this crappy-ass virus. Uh, No relief. No relief. It's Sunday. I have been sick seven days. It started on Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Didn't happen Friday. I don't know what happened on Friday. That was the day I went to get the get the test, and I spent about an hour and a half, almost two hours in the in the in the heat and the sunlight. So I don't know if that had an effect. And then yesterday, I didn't feel so bad. Went to bed. Two o'clock in the morning, I wake up with the worst case of chills and fever. I got up to go to the bathroom. And when I was done, I got a case of the shivers so bad, I had to get call somebody to help me. As much as I hate to admit it, I think I may have it. I don't know how I got it. But uh, the thing is, now I need to get tested. I need to know for sure. So if I got it, then I'll deal with that. When that, when that, uh, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. If not, and... I don't have the virus, and God damn it, give me some antibiotics and get me out of my misery. Oh, this is frustrating. Every day, the clock just seems to drag on forever. You know, I'd rather know and deal with that 
than sit here waiting for some freaking doctor to move his ass or her ass and get me tested. Then, oh my God, um, the entire healthcare system, in my feeble opinion, is crap. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. They they care to bill you because they want to get paid. They want to make. They want to pay their light and their power and their and their groceries. So they're going to bill you, but nobody really cares. Did my clinic actually care? If they cared, they would have tested us. We would have gotten tested regularly if they cared. If my doctor's office cared, they would have given me the. They would have canceled the test right when I'm ready to get it. And they tell me the doctor canceled the the test to go home and do what? Suffer. Suffer, suffer, suffer. If anything that all this quarantine has given me right now is the highest case of anxiety that you would not believe. I am extremely stressed out. And all I can do is wait. Oh, yeah, I called my, my favorite hospital, Baptist Hospital System, to see if they could help me. I called Mission Trails Hospital on, uh, on the south side, and I'm trying to explain my situation to the person on the phone, who's probably not a nurse. This is a response, because she not only said it once, not twice, but she said it three times. We are usually in the hospital services to treat people with the COVID already already admitted. Uh, so that means you're not doing any testing? No, only for we're only caring for the people that come in with the COVID. How do I know if I have the COVID? You gotta get tested, but you're not giving tests. You gotta go to your doctor. My doctor won't give me the test. I'm sorry. Thank you. Bye-bye. The hospital system was I understand they're over overwhelmed right now. They got sick people crawling up their ass. I don't want to be in the hospital. I know what it's like to be in the hospital. I spent, oh God, 24 days in the hospital when when they took my colon out. 24 days. A whole month in the hospital. Although you probably know people that have been in the hospital longer stays. 24 days is a long freaking time. Three days in the hospital is a long time because in the hospital there's nothing to do but stare at the ceiling or the crappy TV that they provide you. Especially now that the hospitals aren't allowing anybody in to visit. And it's not like I get major calls from anyone anyway. So, you know, once again, nobody cares. Nobody cares to reach out and say, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Nope, nobody gives a fuck. That's probably what hurts the most. But you know what? That's my life, so I'm used to it. But every now and then, that aspect of your life will slap you in the face and say, look, this is the way it is. Suck it up, buttercup. I'm just tired. I'm tired of being sick. Seven days of 101, 102, 103 degree fevers. You know, last night was probably the worst night because I thought I was having a, a panic attack on top of everything else because I had a hard time breathing, my chest was pounding. It was just bad. I don't know. Like right now, I feel okay. I don't have a fever. 
Uh, the last time I checked it, it was 99.1. I'm going to check it again here in a little bit. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. But if this happens again, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I guess I'm going to do be a good patient, like I've told you, and wait for my doctor to call me tomorrow because they dropped the ball and nobody got back with me because it was Friday and it was so close to 5 o'clock. They had to go home for the weekend because they wanted to get the fuck out of their clinic because they didn't want to get sick. I get it. But why did you become a medico? To help others. And sometimes that comes at the expense of you getting sick too. I'm just tired. I'm ranting because I'm just I'm just fucking tired. So say a little prayer for me that I don't have it. And if I if I do have it that I get over it quickly. If this is the worst it's go, it can be, then bring it on because I will I can take this. I just don't know how much, yeah, how much, you know, I still, I'm, I've missed two, two clinic treatments, and I'm probably going to miss more, I'm probably going to miss tomorrow, because i got to find out what my doctor wants me to do, I hope he doesn't call me and tell me to go to the hospital, because they don't want to see me, they want you to give me the goddamn test, that close, and I'm holding my fingers about an inch apart, that close on Friday to the test, and they turned me down. The doctor has a change of heart, but no, did you prescribe medications, anything to take the edge off? No. Like I said, I don't know that anybody is abusing antibiotics. Oh. I still say I have to believe in my heart that I don't have it simply because I'm lacking two of the most major symptoms, shortness of breath, and a severe cough, neither one, I had a little bit of a cough yesterday, it's because my vocal cords were so dehydrated, the minute that I spoke, you know, they would just start to itch up, and, and, and I would cough, then I have two other symptoms, no, I have one other symptom that is not listed in the COVID symptoms, and that's, I got, a, I have a urinary tract infection, because it still burns when I pee, and it still smells very foul. But nobody listens. Instead of burning down buildings and tearing down statues, we need to rebuild our medical system. We need to staff it with people who care. People who understand, I got into this system to take care of other people, not to make money. Because if you did, you're in the wrong fucking business. You need to get out. If you're in it for the money, and I've seen a lot of people that are because we just lost a nurse at my clinic who went on to a better job with more money. What, 80000 a year just to be a floor nurse wasn't enough? It's not like you were working in a hospital. You were working in a dialysis clinic. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, how much is enough? How much is not enough? I don't know. Well, I guess I'm done with this this bit. Hopefully things will look up tomorrow and I'll have a better report. Until then, you're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. 
slash the COVID Chronicles. Thanks for listening. Stick around. There's more to come. And we're back. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank you for sticking around and uh, coming back and listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. Also, aka the chair, the COVID Chronicles. Uh, well, today is Tuesday. I don't even know what the date is. I think it's the 14th. Yeah. And, uh, it's kind of culminated, my illness has kind of culminated into, I don't know, submission. I haven't had a fever for 48 hours. Sunday night, I slept soundly. Except for the urine, the, the, the urine uh, infection that I have keeps me up every half hour I have to go pee so that's irritating uh, so let me tell you let me back up a little bit and tell you what I did on Friday the the doctor which was not my regular doctor because my regular doctor was not available uh, the doctor that they put me in contact with did a televisit which is a visit over the phone. Nobody goes to any of these clinics right now because of the COVID. Everybody's all freaked out about it. So anyway, uh, I'm, I've told the doctor every symptom and how sick I've been since Monday. I've had fever and it starts at the same time every day and ends at the same time every day. Starts at three in the afternoon, finishes at about four in the morning. I get fever, chills, cold sweats, the whole nine yards, aches. I have I've had diarrhea for a whole week. The urine infection. And as I've stressed, no cough, no shortness of breath. And her response, and I I mentioned this uh, episode or two ago, we still have to clear you for COVID. Fine. They can't prescribe any medication until I'm been cleared for COVID. Oh boy. So, she schedules me for a COVID test on Friday at 1 o'clock at the Palo Alto Clinic, which is way on the other side of town. If you know where Somerset Road meets uh, Highway 16, the Georgetown Highway, that's where I used to work when I used to work for adult probation. But anyway. So I go to that clinic, sit there in the hot sun in line waiting to go in, and I think this is going to move. At about 1.30, we've been waiting in the hot sun for almost an hour. The nurse comes up to me as the cars start to move to go and get the test done, and she comes and tells me that my doctor has canceled my test. I can go home. I need to go, no, I need to go home and rest. The doctor will call me. And I said, wait, 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 the doctor canceled the test. Yes, somebody from the clinic will call you. Okay, so I said, what am I supposed to do during the weekend? I don't know, sir, that's not my problem. Wonderful. It's not your problem. So I go home, and I suffer Friday, or Saturday, Friday. Got sick. 
in the night. Saturday, I just had enough. I called uh, Baptist Hospital, which is a hospital that I usually go to. So I was one I was in just a few months ago when I had my gallbladder out. Uh, the receptionist answered. I, I called the Mission Trails Baptist Hospital. And I asked the receptionist, I said, are you doing any kind of COVID testing? Her response was exactly this. I'm sorry, the hospital reserved for, for COVID qualified patients so that we may treat them and make them better. I understand that, but are you giving COVID, sir? The hospital is exclusively for COVID infected patients so that we may take care of them. I guess that means you're not doing COVID testing. No, we are not. And she was not, no sooner had, had she said that it was thank you and goodbye and hung up the phone. So the hospitals don't want you. So I suffered Saturday. I got sick again Saturday night. And I'm very frustrated now because I've been sick. I haven't slept. I haven't eaten. Uh, I have to piss every every 15, 20 minutes. That's irritatingly mind-blowing. So, okay, I waited out. Sunday, I didn't have a fever. I slept. And when I woke up on Monday, I felt pretty good. I felt good enough to call my primary care people, Central Med, back. This time I listened to the prompts on the phone and I, I checked COVID testing, waited online 27 minutes when they told me my wait time was 8 minutes, 37 seconds. Finally, somebody came on the phone, and how can I help you? So I started telling her my story from beginning to today. I says, look, I went to take the test that was ordered by the doctor. When I got there, they checked me in. Everything was fine. When it came time for the test, they told me the doctor had just called and canceled the test, and I needed to go home, and somebody was going to call me. I waited all day Friday, nobody called, Saturday nobody called, and I realized you guys aren't open on the weekends, so nobody was going to call me ever. What are you going to do about this? I said, I need to get tested because I'm sick, I can't get any help until you find out whether I've got the COVID or not. She started looking, shuffling her papers, trying to figure out what it is where they had screwed up, put me on hold for another 15 minutes, and then came back and told me, it was 9.15 in the morning. She said, what are you doing right now? I said, absolutely nothing. She goes, can you, can you go to the Palo Alto Clinic right now? I can, get you, I can get you signed up and I can get you tested. Sure. So we got off the phone. I said, who do I need to talk to? So she gave me names and she gave me her name. And I hopped in my car and my mom drove me to the Palo Alto Clinic. We were there, we were met by a gigantic line. Some people that had just shown up for a test at 6.30 in the morning with no appointments, they were turning them away. And my mom was like, how is it these people have been here since 6.30? I said, mom, these are Southsiders. 
not the brightest, uh, not the sharpest tools in the shed. And if you're from the south side, I apologize, but please, let's be honest. So, these people are being turned away left and right. They tell us to move, and I, th I think, I said, well, wait, 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 are, get, are they telling us to leave? No, they were telling us to go get in line. So, we got in line, and we waited in line another hour. The line finally started moving, then we go up, our car was next. We go, we pull up to the tent. I roll my window down, I pull my mask down, they stick two uh, swabs in my nose and swab them around, take them out, and I'm asking the guy when the results will come in, and he's walking away, and he tells me this, so I never heard him. Then the other technician motions for us to leave because they have other cars to take care of. So we left. So I come home, I am slightly satisfied that I got it done. I'll, now I just don't know when I'm going to find out whether I got it or not. So I come home on Monday, and I've been in the sun so long I just felt like crap. <clears throat> so I went and I slept for a few hours. Ended up being more like six hours. And I felt pretty good when I got up. So now, come today... I had a therapy session with my therapist, but I had to explain to her all that was going on, and she told me, let's let's do our session next week when everything calms down for you, and now see, here's the other, here's the, here's another story, when I explained the entire, entire story to Dr. Raj, she absolutely understood where I was coming from, she got it, why couldn't two nurses, a doctor, and a bunch of other medical professionals not get this? So after I got off the phone with her, I called my clinic, my dialysis clinic, because now I need to make good with them because I've missed three treatments. I'm starting to feel the effects. So I talked to the facility administrator, Albert, and I'm telling him the whole story from day one because he doesn't know what's going on with me. So I said, I'm explaining to him, he goes, I said, and and dude, I got a, I got a UTI. I got, and that's my major malfunction because right now I cannot stop urinating. I said I cannot sit in the chair for four hours without having to go over 15 minutes. So I'm going to be constantly having the technician turn the machine off so I can run in the can. Or either that, I'm going to take my urinal. I'm going to piss right there in the chair. I mean, what do you want? So he said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to turn this call over to the nurse, the floor nurse. Now, as he's telling me this, I'm rolling my eyes. I don't want this handed off to anybody else. You need to run with this. So, no, he transfers the call to the floor nurse. Now, I have to explain everything that I just explained to Albert to the floor nurse. And this is what the floor nurse tells me. Well, you missed three treatments. That's pretty serious. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go talk to Dr. Butts. And I said, well, I'm not with Dr. Butts. He goes, I thought he was your physician. I said, he's a physician that attends to me when he does the rounds. My physician is Dr. Velez, who I haven't seen in three months. So I don't know where the hell he is. He hasn't shown his face. Or is he? I don't even know if he's still there. Because you guys don't tell us shit. He goes, well, I'm going to go talk to Dr. Butts. And we're going to make a decision as to whether you could, you're either going to have to, A, go to the hospital or B, come in tomorrow 
and we'll get you taken care of. We'll get you back on track. I said, here's the thing. His name's Herbert. I said, here's the thing. The hospitals don't want me. He goes, no, no, the doctor's going to call and make it, make them, they'll take you. I said, that's what you say now. When I show up, they're going to have a whole different story for me. He goes, don't worry, Mr. Hernandez. Somebody's going get, to get you taken care of. Somebody, by the end of the day, somebody's going to call you back and we're gonna, you're going to know what it is you need to do. It is now 9.30 on Tuesday and nobody's called me from my clinic. So, from day one, I've been let down by my doctor's office. I've been let down by my clinic physicians and nurses. I've been let down by every medical person I've ever encountered. I don't care if I've never met you. I do not trust or believe in you guys anymore. You've let me down. You've let a pa- you left the patient to suffer for whatever your own little personal reasons are. I don't know what your reasons were, why. What would it have killed somebody to say, yes, let's get you a, because even, even according to Albert, it was going to be a no-brainer just to write a prescription for antibiotics to get that infection taken care of because I told him, and he agreed with me, that if I let this infection go, it's going to become turn into sepsis. Then I'm going to have bigger problems. And I can't have that. So I've been let down by a major renal company. I've been let, let down by a major hospital. And I've been let down by a major uh, medical facility that services thousands and thousands of people in San Antonio. I'm very disappointed in the medical profession right now. I'm very disappointed in all medical professionals. And if you're a medical professional, you have my apologies because uh, everybody that I've told my story to say the same thing. They're under a lot of stress. Yeah, they are. I understand that. But when you're under the eight ball, when you're behind the eight ball, you're the only one that matters. I don't like having a scream when I piss. It hurts. If you've never had a UTI, you don't know my world right now. I'm very unhappy. So I think I have some much better insight to what's going on with me than anybody else does. But right now, every set of ears that I've laid my story on doesn't really give a fuck. So when my medicals come to me, why should I? Because tomorrow, I'm going to show up for clinic. And when I see Albert, I'm going to tell him to pull up his chair. And I'm going to give him a rash in his shit. That you disappointed me. And if I ever, ever call again for some personal reason that I need to have to attend it to. And you hand me off. I'm hanging up the phone. And I'm probably never going to come back to this place again. I value my life. I value my health. And I value life. But obviously many of you do not. 
This is not a hoax. This is not a game. This is a serious, serious disease. And so, I've been chewing on that all day. And I'm here at this point in my in my day, where I've been able to reflect on all that's going on. I've been able to de-stress from all that's happened. And I've come to the conclusion that there's nothing I can do about this. I'll have to fix what I can and go from there. But I do have to go in with the realization that nobody cares. And you know what? I'm going to let my chairmates know that nobody there cares about you. Because they proved it to me today that nobody cares about me. I'm just one guy. So you think they care about you? I seriously doubt it. So yeah, I'm very disappointed with the entire medical system. Uh, Don't worry, I'm still going to wear the mask. I'm still going to social distance. And as I stated earlier that I've calmed myself down quite a bit. Although you may be saying like, really? Uh, I don't believe I have the COVID. Because now I am compl- my, my mind is completely mine. My body is completely mine. I feel normal. I just need to rest. I need to kill this damn infection in my, in my, uh, in, in my bladder. And then I can get on with my life. So tomorrow, somebody's got to show me that they give a fuck. Because I showed enough gumption to show up and get it taken care of. So you got to help. You got to meet me halfway too and give me something to kill this bug. It's been a long week, people. It's been a very, very long road. And I'm just tired. Right now, I was talking to my therapist, and she doesn't know how I managed to get this far. I told her I didn't know either, so she asked me how my health was doing. I said, right now, my physical health is probably at about 70% and rising slowly. My mental health is still strong it's good unfortunately my emotional health is right now it's in the toilet and it's it's dead on arrival and that's something I don't want to get into right now but that's that's enough for me for now um, yeah it's been a rough week and I'm not going to use you guys to complain. I just I just need you to know what I've been through because this is just a load of crap. Nobody should have to go through this just to get your bladder cleaned. Nobody. The doctor could have said, yeah, we'll send you some antibiotics and you'll be good. doesn't matter. It's not going to cure the COVID if you got it. Oh, I know that. I just need to get rid of this bug in my bladder. That's what I really need. So... I don't know. I'll I'll keep listening and I'll keep you updated as to where I'm at. Tomorrow I go to dialysis and try to get my... This is my major problem right now. I feel like crap. And I realize the way I feel is the way I felt when I first got sick. Very lethargic. My, My... All my major muscle groups ache. I need to have my blood cleaned. 
badly. So tomorrow, hopefully I do a three hour, three, four hour treatment and I'll be 100% better. And I can't be missing clinics like this. I, I just can't, have, I, I gotta find a way to beat this. And it's like I told Albert, I get sick like this twice a year at the onset of summer and the onset of winter. My allergies just get fed up and they and my body attacks me and that's what happened this time and it just got out of hand. Everything just got out of whack, and then that that um, bladder infection kicked in, and that just screwed everything up. That that kept the fever going. It kept the the, the, the diarrhea. The diarrhea has kind of gone away. I feel much better. Uh, so yeah, I'm probably I'm, I'm getting better every every minute. But until then, you know, I'm still gonna fight. I have to. Because it's just me. Nobody else. Nobody else will stand up for me. I know you guys will because you listen to the Chairland Chronicles, and I thank you. And you know what? I've bent your ear long enough. Stick around. I got more stuff coming. Who knows? Maybe I'll get rid of this bladder infection after all, and I'll tell you all about it. So you're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. The COVID Chronicles. I'm your host Ben Hur. Stick around. We'll be right back. And we're back. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm not going to list it as the COVID Chronicles because I don't really think I have it. Um, today is Thursday, the 16th of July. And uh, I didn't, I haven't had a fever since Sunday night. Felt better on Monday when I took a test for COVID. Uh, on Tuesday, no, on Wednesday, I went back to clinic and I had a long chat with some of the people there because something there's something wrong. I finally got some antibiotics for my infection. I feel much better. My head cleared. And I think what happens, I just got such a bad fever. It was affecting my, seriously, my train of thought, my uh, mode of thought. And uh, was not thinking clearly. Got caught up in all the COVID hysteria and lost the bubble. But I feel much better now. Uh, I'm gonna go back to clinic tomorrow and get my, you know, I'm gonna get back, I'm gonna get back on track, keep my treatments up. Uh, funny thing is, is when I go back to clinic on Wednesday, they try to turn things on me. Because I complained that nobody called me back on Thursday, or I mean on Wednesday, or Tuesday, like they were supposed to, to tell me whether to go to the hospital. 
And I knew they weren't because, number one, they don't want you at the hospital unless you actually have COVID. They won't even let you in the door. So, I thought somebody was going to call me and tell me that I, I had antibiotics waiting at the pharmacy. And they would see me the next day at clinic. That never happened. And I complained about that. So, this is what was told to me. That when I handed, was handed the phone off and explained my situation to the floor nurse... The foreigners said I did not tell him the entire story. I do not like being called a liar. I told the individual, look, the same story I told you is the exact same story I told the floor nurse. I didn't leave nothing. I didn't add anything. So your floor nurse is lying. And I don't appreciate that because that means you screwed up twice on my behalf when I hand you the ball and I'm talking to the facility administrator specifically I don't expect you to hand it off to anybody you're gonna you're the one that's got to run with it and you're the one that's gonna score the touchdown for me you don't hand it off to a third stringer who's gonna screw it up which which is exactly what happened so basically they had to get something brewed up with, uh, with the pharmacy to get me taken care of because they fucked up. Plain and simple. And I'm not going to live like that. If I live with a screw-up that I caused, then I'm the only sole cause, sole cause of it, and I have to live with the consequences. I'm prepared for that whenever I make a decision. But when something gets handed in the the hands of someone else, you better do it right. It's me. So, then uh, I was told that according to the doctor, I can't miss treatments. And I was like, it's not like I decided, hey, I'm not going to go. My attitude is I have, to, I have to get treatment on my days. I understand that. I'm a grown-ass man. I know what my responsibilities are. But you're not going to go to me and tell me that I'm just missing them willy-nilly because I wanted to. I had 103-degree deg- fever for four days in a row. But you're not listening to me once again. Uh, so what did he tell me? He goes, no, look, even if you have a fever, we'll dial it, we'll still dialysize you. Oh my God. The other day, uh, I'm going to tell you a little story. This was last week. There was two people in the waiting room, me and this old man, I don't, I do not know who he was or who he is in the wheelchair. They called us both in at the same time. So, since he's in a wheelchair, I give him the benefit of the doubt and let him weigh in first. Because it's going to take him a little longer to roll on the scale and roll off and whatnot. So, he rolls on the scale and they weigh him. There just so happen to be three technicians around. So, one technician grabs a, therm- a thermometer or the digital thermometer out of the holder. Points at the man's head. And it reads 103 degrees. 
You should have seen her jaw drop. She didn't know what to say. So another technician grabbed a different thermometer and pointed at the man's head and got 101. Her jaw dropped. I proceed to take about five steps away from that man because I don't know what he's got. So now they call the floor nurse. She comes over and sees the 103 degree temperature mark on the thermometer and her jaw drops. She doesn't know what to do. So that tells me that's not there's not much of a protocol for when this shit actually hits the fan. So when Albert tells me that they will still dialysize me even with 101, 103 degree temperature, something's not right. And I stopped and I thought about it as he's talking to me. And I said to myself, anything to build you. That's the whole point of that clinic is to build you. Not to let you walk out without a treatment, but to stick two needles in you, hook you up to a machine and build you. Bill, Bill, Bill. It's a corporate mentality. What was I thinking? That you might actually be humanitarian and actually care about us. They don't care about us. I've already come to that conclusion a long time ago. But my fellow sheep don't know that they don't care about us. Because they believe in the, oh, hello, good morning, how are you doing? I haven't seen you. How are we doing? What are your plans for the weekend? They don't give a shit what I'm going to do this weekend. Because I'm going to do what every other dialysis patient does. Go home, go to sleep, and sleep and watch TV all weekend. This is our lives. But you try to make us seem like, oh, we're exciting, we're hip. We're not. I know we're not. But you keep playing us along, and then they play. I don't, I don't buy it for a second. And Albert knows I don't buy their bullshit. Because I tell him to his face, I don't buy your bullshit. But anything to bill us. So, bottom line is I feel better. Uh, there's still some things I feel bad about right now. I'm a little... I'm going through some issues, but yeah, I'll be alright. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I think tomorrow, being Friday, uh, I should get my results back on the COVID. It's probably going to be negative. Better not be positive. But... Uh, if you had me in your prayers and your thoughts, I appreciate it. I thank you for it. I feel much better. The positive vibes worked. They came through. They made it to me. And uh, thanks. I appreciate it. So, that's going to conclude this episode. It's been a long week. Actually, yesterday, when I went to bed, that was the first time... I think I'd actually slept undisturbed for a whole week, and I actually got rest, and felt pretty good today, but it's going to be a very busy, long weekend, I can already tell. So, 
I will leave you with this. Live your life as if it was your last on this earth. Laugh at everything that you encounter, no matter how serious or sublime. And laugh at yourself, especially when you're looking in the mirror. Because you're a funny motherfucker. Funny looking. But laugh. Laugh at all and laugh at yourself. And then live and love all those around you. And this world, this beautiful, lovely, blue planet that we live on that's whizzing in a really bad part of space right now. And we'll talk about that on another episode. Why everything is so bad right now. And it's going to be very bad for the next 25,999 years. But that's another story for another time. So as I've stated, live, laugh, love. Enjoy your lives. Enjoy each other. And quit bringing such pricks to one another. Say hello. Say how you doing. You don't have to touch or hug. But just let people know that you care. There's so many out there that don't just don't care anymore. Uh. Alright. Well, you take care. Thank you for supporting and listening to the Chairland Chronicles. And thank you, Anchor Radio, for putting my podcast up. Put me on Overcast, on Comcast, on Apple, iPodcast, on Spotify, and all the other good places where you listen to your podcast. You're listening to the Chairland Chronicles. I'm not dead yet. I'm your host, Ben Hur. Thank you. These are the Chairland Chronicles signing off.